0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I think last night, the entire country was watching very carefully and listening even more closely to what was going on at the arena in Kingston as uh, Gord Downey and the Tragically kept did what many would consider the near impossible, uh, given what we found out about uh, Gordani's health just a few months ago, and that is to conclude what would have been a Canada-wide tour. He shared with us publicly the news of um, the terminal brain cancer, and we've all learned that the type of cancer afflicting Downey is very aggressive and the treatments, the surgery, the radiation, the chemotherapy. They're all tremendously difficult on the body. If you've experienced cancer and cancer treatments personally, and there'll be many people listening to this program right now who have done exactly that, who've been through it, who are going through it now, or if you know someone who has, then you know well the physically and emotionally draining reality of the illness and the treatments. And to set a concert schedule would have been a major challenge, the travel, the logistics, the carrying through on days and times of the performances. You know, I'm sure for young people with no health issues, a music tour is tiring. For Gord Downey and his friends who make up the band, it must have been at times overwhelming. The love received from the fans, you know, that had to be just so energizing. If you were watching last night, then you know. Maybe some people listening to the program now are actually there. If you were, if you were at the concert Anybody listening to the concert, who was listening now, who's at the concert, call me at triple eight two two five eight two five five triple eight two two five, eight two five five, 225 8255 225 8255 or 416-870-6400, 870-6400-416. If you were at the concert, because I'd like to talk to you about what that experience was like. So the love received from the fans had to be energizing. But as I watched last night, and the fans kept roaring their appreciation... And the hip came back for three encores. I got to worrying about how tiring that would have to be for Gord Downey. And I tweeted last night that I never thought I'd witness an iconic Canadian moment to rival Foster Hewitt. Was it Foster Hewitt? God, I can't remember now. I think it was Foster Hewitt. Um, Or maybe his son. (laughs) Screaming into the microphone somewhere in the Luzhniki Sports Palace in Moscow in 1972. Henderson, he takes another stab at it. He shoots, he scores. I don't remember the exact words. But last night, I witnessed an iconic Canadian moment to match, I thought, Paul Henderson's game-winning goal in Game 8 series-winning uh, goal in Game 8 of the Summit Series on ice in 1972. It was a goal which had Canada on its collective feet shouting and hugging anybody nearby. So that iconic moment last night was Gord Downey coming back onto the stage and saying, we're in uncharted territory now, referring to the uh, third encore. Let's have a listen to 1972. Play that, please, Heather. Anderson made a wild, fab work spell. Here's another shot, Fight by the sword! Henderson and scores to Canada! So I was in my early 20s. I was in a... In a radio station newsroom in Calgary, I was working at uh, our Calgary Chorus radio station, which uh, was then CHQR, now it's News Talk 770, and there were four guys in the newsroom. The entire staff was in the boardroom watching this huge television. It was catered. Those of us working on the air, we were all in the newsroom, and four big guys, I was the smallest guy at about 220 pounds, jumping around and hugging each other, So last night, as I'm watching the hip in Kingston, I had the same feeling, that it was that iconic Canadian moment. It's all about Canada, it's all about being Canadian, and irony of ironies. As Gord Downey is battling brain cancer, so Paul Henderson, as well, has now battled brain cancer for a number of years. I asked if, if you were actually at the concert in Kingston, call me. Don't call me if you were, not yet, anyway. If you were somewhere else watching it, call later. But if you were in Kingston, at the arena, at the concert, call me at 888-225-8255 or 416-870-6400. My great friend, Joe Warmington, is uh, on the line with me. Toronto Sun and Sun Media columnist and uh, good friend of um, of the hip. So, Joe, what were you feeling last night?
1: Well, I think you've really described it well. Everything that you said, Roy, it's uh, incredible how you uh, nailed that. And uh, that's how I was feeling. I mean, basically, all the emotions were there. And, of course, just from the music uh, point of view, too, there were some real iconic moments inside of that concert that I'll never forget.
0: What what really, when you look back a month from now, a year from now, ten years from now, and you think about that concert, what's the first thing of the concert do you think you're going to remember?
1: Well, obviously, I mean, a lot of people are talking about Prime Minister Trudeau there. That won't be what I remember, although that was a, a very big part of it. For me, it was at the very end of the show in that third encore, as you talked about that unchartered territory where he said, we don't know where this is going. You could see he was exhausted, and he would be exhausted Without the cancer at that stage, so you can imagine with it and all the treatments, and, and at the end of a long tour, so he's there and they're playing uh, ahead by a century, which is you know an interesting choice. And the song ends, and you see the band, and I don't know if it was planned or sort of planned, and then they just decided to do it. I don't know, but they all looked at each other and they said, "Let's just keep jamming," and they kind of nodded for him to put the microphone on the you know, the microphone stand, which you'll see him do if you watch it. And then just walk around the stage and it wasn't to bask in it. It wasn't just for the fans. It was it was partially that. To say goodbye and all that. But it was for, for Gore to soak it up. Yeah. And he did. And you could see him soaking it up. And that's yeah. how he was able to write all those great songs. The lyrics that, you know, you and I could spend ten years on and never get. As well, you know, as strong as he did it. So that's what he was doing. And I just loved the, the way the band was. You couldn't even see them because of all the lights and that, but you could hear them. And just, just ferociously jamming away, uh, very painful on the fingers and, and everything else. And they did it for like about two minutes as Gord did that, and I'll never ever forget that.
0: Oh. And you know what, um, Joe? He, he was giving to the fans, and they were giving to him. It was one of those mutual exchanges, that I'm sure must have energized him so incredibly. And I got to thinking the people who themselves are struggling with their health, watching that would have been energized by just being part of it.
1: There's so many things talked about with this tour, and I think you once again, as you often do, have hit what this is really about. And that's the people that are battling or the people that are helping them battle or suffering from the these kinds of things. And it's about what you can do, not what you can't do what may happen it's what's happening right now and what you can do with it and that was what Gord was trying to do um, and he did it and you know everybody can do that and we've got people over you, you mentioned about people suffering with different kinds of diseases including cancer and different kinds of ailments and so you know there's a message there just because you've been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer doesn't mean you can't have the whole country not only watching but you know you kind of have them in the palm of your hand as he did last night Yeah.
0: You wrote a column yesterday about, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Barry Godin? Barry Godin. Godin, Barry Godin.
1: Originally from Peterborough.
0: Who's who's Gord Downey's neighbor in Kingston.
1: He's his neighbor in Toronto. in in
0: Toronto? Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: So so, so just for the people who didn't read your column, the one or two who didn't, just remind us about that relationship.
1: It's a great story. I actually heard the story years before because i know very well he used to be a, a magazine writer in calgary he's a researcher and a really under assuming kind of guy doesn't really stand out of the party just listens and great guy and one time i was talking to him about the hip because i you know i sort of know them i've covered them and that kind of thing i know all the players in the, the band i'm not friends with them but i've certainly covered them and i really admire them all and he mentioned how he used to uh He's a neighbor of, of Gord Downey, and he used to run with him and bike with him and just incredible stories. And he started telling me of the humanity of the guy about the time that his cat went up the tree, and Gord was the first coyote to go up the tree to, to get that cat out of there, you know. And another time when he mentioned that he was having his birthday and he was sort of struggling with his 50th birthday, you know, that whole you know, whatever that is that people go through. And the next day on his bike, there was a book there with a note from Gordon. And it said, let's go for a run later. And, you know, a book that they were talking about, the author, Cormac McCarthy. So, you know, this is a really human guy. I call him a great Canadian neighbor. And I think that the the reason I wrote that was because I think that's what we were watching. Part of the allure to the hip, to Gordon and to the other guys in the band, is that they are our neighbors? They they never went and built mansions. They don't have jets. When they tour, they get on a bus and they go. They don't have fancy, you know, show all that kind of stuff. They just play for two and a half hours, and they're great. Yeah. And that's Canada right there. And I, you know, I I feel the same way about all the Canadian acts. I mean, Nickelback on down, they take a, a lot of abuse and they shouldn't. And the bare naked ladies, it goes on and on and on. And These guys are right up there with them. And um, you know, I think that the the country spoke.
0: Yeah. You know, Joe, um, I, I was just thinking that millions of Canadians were doing what you were doing, what I was doing. Uh, they were doing it, uh, some at the arena in, in Kingston, some at special venues, some at house parties, some alone in their homes, all connected to the same man, the same band, and the music which made Canadians of more than one generation say, that's ours, eh? That's ours.
1: <laughs> it's so true I mean, You're listening to this. The lyrics, and you know, after all these years of being a fan, I first heard of them from my sister, who was at the right age at the university, back about, you know, 27, 30 years ago, whatever. And then I got hooked on it, and I was thinking about the lyrics. I still don't understand most of the lyrics all these years later, but I know them, and it's just, uh, I don't know. You're right, it's goosebumps. And interestingly, you picked the Foster Hewlett moment, because I was only probably eight years old or nine years old. I know that you were around a little longer than me, Roy, in this game. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that was one that we'll never forget, and uh, this is right up there with that. Let's play it
0: again, 1972. Anderson made a wild, snap, for spell. Here's another shot right by the sword! Anderson has scored for Canada! The whole country went berserk. Uh, and and last night the whole country was attentive and and drawn into this. We all squeezed into this arena in Kingston. We were all
1: including the with, prime minister,
0: including the prime minister. Hey Joe, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and uh, always writing the the stories, the matter, and writing them in a way that we all understand and we can identify
1: with. It's so nice to write something positive, even though there's a, you know illness here. I felt it was a positive story.
0: Ah, it's a good story, great story. Thanks, Joe.
1: Thank you.